Imo India Executive Briefings, May 2021, by Adit Jain. A Consequential Misjudgment In December 2001, whilst on a three-week road journey to the forests of central India, I came across an unusual sight. The drive from Gwalior to Jhansi, typically one with minimal traffic, seemed quite odd, an unending line of trucks, as I have never seen before, both civilian and military moving in convoy in the opposite direction. They carried both men and equipment, including heavy artillery and armored vehicles. I realized something was abnormal, as this did not appear to be anything like the common troop movements that one witnesses on highways. It was only much later that I realized that the army was placing the 21 Corps, an elite strike formation, to the border. India's four strike corps are based in land and as aggressive formations, they are used only to attack an enemy, rather than defend. Clearly, the government of the day had taken Pakistani meddling in India and the raid on parliament, as a matter of national emergency. Exceptional circumstances call for exceptional responses. Some Western countries including America and the United Kingdom, have done just that in handling the Covid crisis. Radical steps included restrictions on the movement of people to curb short-term pressures on healthcare infrastructure but more significantly, the rapid procurement of vaccines through the placement of orders on manufacturers with significant cash advances to these companies, even before a formal product approval. India, on the other hand, misjudged the situation. To be generous to the government, nobody could have known how virulent the current strain of the mutated virus is. Had that been the case its response may have been different. The government had acted swiftly in the first wave with lockdowns, evacuation flights for Indian citizens stranded abroad and careful monitoring of the situation at the highest levels. But the second wave came hard and unexpected and caught the nation off guard. Perhaps, complacency had set in, or perhaps the economy seemed the more compelling problem to fix. Healthcare infrastructure cannot be created in a few weeks especially for a country that imports the bulk of sophisticated medical equipment. But transportation logistics for essentials, like oxygen, could have been done better. Precious days have been lost in court battles over which state needs how much oxygen and why. But, most significantly, the policy for procuring vaccines fell terribly short of requirements. For an emergency such as this, the government may have been right to have advanced tens of thousands of crores to vaccine producers to ramp up capacities, authorized rapid approvals for other vaccines already approved overseas in Europe and America, and encouraged domestic licensing agreements with Indian pharmaceutical companies. The risk of overcapacity in this is minimal, as the virus is unlikely to go away in a hurry. In any event, even if money were to have been wasted with lower demand than supply, it would be something that we could, as a nation, live with. Compounding this folly was the abrupt change in the vaccination strategy itself with states suddenly being asked to handle a part of the procurement and distribution by themselves. India's vaccination budget this year is about 35,000 crore. Under the compelling circumstances such as the ones we face today, it would have been well spent in vaccine production and delivery infrastructure. Perhaps, the government should still consider doing so, as current shortages have come with dreadful consequences.
The cost of moving the strike corps of the army in 2001 came at huge expense, estimated at 10,000 crore, 36,000 crore rupees in today's money. It was not considered a waste, despite the fact that a war actually never took place. The pandemic is like a war on our economy, society and sadly our individual households, or in the least those of our family and friends. Unconventional responses should therefore be fully acceptable.